Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Grey's Academy. You have your daytime hosts, daytime Emmy award-winning hosts. My name is Carmen. And my name is Kelsey, and we are back at it again with season four. And surprise, motherfuckers, a two-episode release again. You're welcome. We love to give the gifts back to the people. You know, this is two times in the last like two or three weeks that you've gotten to write your own little jingle, and it is I know. Uh, so talented. Honestly, so talented. let's go ahead and just give up the podcasting, and we'll get into jingle writing. Mm, that seems like the best idea for sure. Mm. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap on Grey's Academy. That's Grey's the Anatomy end. Podcast. We're just gonna sing songs now. <laughs> uh, so. Before we jump in, uh, I was checking my email and uh, I got a a follow up from a from a job that I had applied to, and they used the wrong version of "we are" contraction. It was they they meant to say "w e apostrophe r e," mm-hmm. but they said "w e r e." Yeah. So I emailed the recruiter and I said, "Hey, just so you know." Uh, whether or not I have a long-term future with this company, I want I want the perception of this company to be pristine. So you should get your typos fixed, you dumbasses. Uh, so I went bold. They didn't respond boy. yet. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, Going you know, hard in that one. I figured maybe they like my attention to detail and my integrity. So we'll see. Oh, goodness. Anyways, this is an episode of Grey's Anatomy and... In or this is an episode of Grey's Academy. We do Grey's Anatomy two times in one day. This is rough, but also make sure you take that uh, second before you jump in for listening to season four. Hit the like and subscribe button. Give us a five star review. Write us all the stuff. And Kelsey, anything else people should do? Patreon. We have Patreon. Tell them. Tell them about Patreon. Oh my! Did you do drugs? <laughs> it's the Zoa. The Zoa is finally kicking Was it in. The Zoa or the White Castle. Nah, it's maybe the White Castle. I, I was able to get a refill. Although I threw away most of my Sprite because the ice melted in it and it started getting all watered down. Ugh, the worst. Um, yeah. Okay, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know what you Start with saying. Patreon. Oh, right. We have a Patreon. Sorry, sometimes Carmen distracts me with his moroniness. Um, my what? Your moronedness. Moronedness. Oh, yes. Um. Anyways, so yeah, we have a Patreon. We've got some content about how to get away with murder, some general shenanigans. Um, we we have more coming. Um, there's three different levels you can option in to join. Uh, you can find the link in the show notes for this or in our Instagram bio. And if there's irrelevant to Grey's Anatomy content that you want to hear us talk about, you can email us and we can talk about it on Patreon and it will probably throw up scandal pretty soon. Cause I think that's going to be Carmen and Jessica's next, next show. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them, tell them about the email address. Tell them what the email address is. Oh my God. You've got to chill. <laughs> um, tell them about the Instagram. Tell them about the Instagram. Tell them about the, tell them about the podcast. Tell everyone about gonna, the podcast. So we're going to lose our ads. Cause no one's going to want to listen to you. <laughs> Sound like a deranged wow. person. Um, <laughs> this is what money uh, does to you. When you get ad money coming in, you just buy cocaine. You just pour it. And then you do in. cocaine. <laughs> For legal reasons, this is a joke. Yes. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, okay. 
So yeah, you can email us at grayscademypod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at grayscademypod and you can reach out to us either of those places. Carmen does not have access to those things. So if you want to, to discuss spoilies, you are more than welcome to discuss them with me in those locations. Um, we're thrilled to be starting season four, starting season four in the new year. So let's get into it. Alrighty. Let's this, do it. Let's do it. This is the first episode of the fourth season, the 62nd episode overall. And it is called A Change Is Gonna Come. It is also worth noting uh, for any sports ball fans out there that Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs this last season, surpassing Roger Maris for the all-time American League home run record with 61. Uh, so 62, that's a big deal for us. Uh, anyways, A Change is Gonna Come is a song by Sam Cooke. Uh, now, this is an older song. Uh, we had, I think, a string of some some newer songs. This is an older one back from the 60s. Uh, it was on the album Ain't That Good News, and it was released February 1964 uh, off of uh, RCA. And uh, this song... Um, was actually a little bit of a different single that they had released. So the single was released December 22nd, 1964. And, uh, they, they had tweaked it just a little bit and it ended up on the B side, but, um, the song itself didn't have a ton of, of charting. Also, I don't know if it's because there just wasn't a ton of chart options back in the 60s but it reached as high as number nine on the r&b singles chart it reached number 31 on the u.s hot 100 uh and that is it and that's what we got uh the song itself uh i listened to it before the episode this time i made sure to do that and uh it had very much like those those old kind of 60s blues vibes. And maybe I'm just more attuned to it right now because we just watched the Elvis documentary and that was... That's uh, not a documentary. The <laughs> biopic, I mean. The Elvis biopic is what I meant to say. <laughs> they, they, of all the things that you want to just be ready to pounce on calling me out on, <laughs> sheesh. Um, which, by the way, out of the three big biopics that uh, have come out very recently... Uh, there's more, I'm sure, but the ones I'm referring to are Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man, and Elvis. It was the worst of the three, but still very good. Incredible acting. Tom Hanks was just a weirdo. Um, <laughs> anyways, so the song was good. Uh, obviously, looking at knowing that there's a new class of interns coming in, uh, change is going to come. Obviously, you can be talking about that. Um, knowing now, apparently, spoiler alert, Kelsey ruined that Burke is no longer on the show, uh, could be relating to Christina's future, uh, without Burke, um, could be Derek and Meredith, although the end of this episode is just fucking wild. Who actually knows what's happening? Uh, but anyways, uh, that's what I got. And Kelsey, back to you. Thank you so much. I didn't spoil it. I kept you updated of the information that we had at the time. Sounds like a spoiler to me. Okay. This episode was written by the queen herself, Shonda, and directed Ayo. by Rob Corn again. It's Corn. Rob Corn. He's so busy. Um, aired September 27, 2007, and had 20.93 million views. And the Netflix synopsis is Christina back from her honeymoon trip, searches in vain for Burke. Meredith, 
Christina, Izzy, and Alex spend their first day as residents. There you go. Also, Mark discovers his true feelings for <laughs> Derek. So Bailey is pissed. <laughs> Bailey is hella pissed. She is not a happy lady. I'm really glad one. they started this with a recap, though, and not just, yes. and here we are. It's, and we are back. Yeah, they, they, they did a good job. They recapped a lot. Let's, let's discuss the recap. Um, Izzy loves George. Callie is chief resident. George failed his exam. Lexi at the bar. The wedding is off. Burke is gone. Meredith and Derek are some are it's so over. Uh, probably. So that's that's what it was. I want you to know. So every every once in a while out there, listeners, you probably hear Kelsey and I saying the exact same thing at the exact same time <laughs> because our minds just get in sync every once that's in a true. while. Uh, and there have been a couple times recently where we would text each other the exact yes. same thing, which is always fun. But I want you to know that verbatim, the first two sentences you said were exactly the same. I wrote, Izzy loves George. Callie is chief resident. Exactly <laughs> verbatim. Those first two things. So Incredible. look at us in sync and back street boys. Back streets, back. All right. Okay. The chief is still the chief. Mm-hmm. Starting off strong. Uh, apparently we... not. <laughs> yeah, we, don't we really find know out that Adele on. does not talk to him now. Yeah, she she's went from not that. pleased, which yeah. is a bummer because the the last episode ended so happy for them. Well, not like so happy, but like they seemed to be reconciled. Redemption arc not redeemed. That was beautiful. Thank you. I wrote that for I you. Appreciated that. Um, the there are new interns plus George. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be a fun thing that's a fun theme for the next season yep um also i wanted to note there are only 17 episodes in this season because this is when the writer's strike happened oh so does this okay this if this is not spoiling things let me know but does this 17 episode season cover one whole year you know i could not tell you off the top of my head i'd have to look okay. i think the answer is probably yes so we we will get an answer on George's future, hopefully by the end of this season. Yeah, and I'm also almost positive there's a Halloween episode in this season. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> so that's fun. Okay. Um yeah, so the interns, Chris the interns are all meeting their respective residents. So Christina, Meredith, Alex, and Izzy are now residents, and George is little baby interning again. And it's uh, they're all recycling Bailey's speech that she used, and it's very reminiscent of the very first episode. It's precious. We love to see it. Um, the hours have changed because she says your first shift starts now and lasts 48 hours, and Alex says your first shift starts now and lasts 36 hours, so... They've already cut it down. They're changing the laws and the rules. Didn't Wasn't there an episode about that? Uh, yeah, it was when the nurses walked out and they had the strike, right? I think so. Maybe. And yeah. Weber was literally like, be nice to the nurses. <laughs> Just they they control this oh, whole yeah, hospital. Yeah, yeah, Just don't right, be a right. dick. 
please, for the love of God, be nice to the nurses. And they were like, how about just hire some more fucking nurses? And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm no, the chief I'm now. I'm going to buy a robot. <laughs> he didn't um, get the robot. I wish he no, did, he though. Didn't. Um, okay, so Meredith like gets, she's like, here's the on-call room. Sleep in them. But don't sleep with anybody. Don't sleep with attendings. Don't sleep with your bosses. She like turns into George and just like word vomits everywhere. Also, how crazy is it that he reports to her? George? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the reality of the situation, I guess. The only way it could have been worse is if he reported to Izzy. That would have been Yeah, that would have been bad. (laughs) Although it also would have been bad if he had to report to Christina. Cause she would have and been Alex. <laughs> oh, yeah, this really, Meredith maybe the he got the best. Scenario. Yeah. Now that we're, you know, brainstorming through this. Good job. Writers. You got it. You got one, right? Um, okay. So, uh, also wanted to note that when Meredith is like, where was I? George sh- takes out his notebook and shows her the rules that, that he had written down in the first episode. Like he already has all the rules written down from when Bailey did it. So he's like, this is the rest of your speech. Here you go. That's hilarious. I actually didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That was, hmm, didn't click. <laughs> they're, uh, they're keeping those, they're keeping it straight. Um, okay. So, Lexi asks the same question to Christina that Meredith asked in the first episode when she's like, you said five, that was only four. Like Meredith did the same thing in the first episode. She's like, Shonda's getting in her symmetry. She's getting it in guys. She loves it. Gosh, this is, I'm glad that you have these notes because I do not, I ba- barely remember the pilot. <laughs> well, you've only watched it once. <laughs> I need it. Maybe I should go start. Normal. Maybe I should start rewatching the Grey's episodes like in the meantime when i have you're gonna downtime. get so confused no 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 because we i take notes on these ones yeah i think you'll get confused all right well i'm not allowed to watch <laughs> grays until we finish this show in eight years from now <laughs> um george uh no sorry christina like goes to say when you move when I move, you move, which in the first episode, Bailey's pager went off when she said that and they all sprinted away, but Christina goes to do it and, and nothing happens. So it's obviously like less dramatically impactful. Midday podcast, John. Yep. No naps today, guys. No naps today. Um, you need so, a Zoa. <laughs> um, they, all the residents, the new, our new little baby residents are sitting in the hallway again. And Alex is like, I rocked that. Izzy says she is a fraud. Um, They're all just having different levels of emotion about the events of the day. And George comes down and is like, hey, Meredith, I need to talk to you. And we learn it has been 17 days since the last episode. So Meredith and Christina went on Christina's honeymoon to Hawaii. Um, Alex grew facial hair. And drove in the direction of Ava Rebecca, but didn't actually go visit her. So they're harping on that still. Um, And Izzy did nothing. And George ignored Izzy. So that's what we know. That's what we've missed. Also, Um, she just genuinely does not know how to hide her face or her emotions at all. And how no one has said anything yet blows my mind. It's true. 
even like multiple times in this episode, I'm like, can someone like pick up on the cues? And Alex gets close. I think Alex yeah. has some sort of idea of what's going on. Maybe. Uh, also, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and give an upvote for Alex's facial hair. I'm a fan. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Christina pulls a Meredith in this episode and says that she's fine about 480 times. Um. The new interns come down, and they're all like, "Hey, get out! No interns allowed!" Blah blah blah. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. They um, they have a mean girl moment. They say, you can't sit here. Yeah. You don't get to be here. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. And, <laughs> and um, yeah. George is like, oh, I got to go. I'm an intern. And they're like, no, we didn't mean you, George. We love you. And, uh, and yeah. That so was, that's what, gonna what, be... what were you doing? What was what was the voice you were doing there? You don't I get don't to know. say it. Hey, it's like a Forrest Gump. You don't get to sit here, hey, George. No, they love George. They're saying, not you, George. We love you. We, we love being him. Mean. We were not being mean to you. We were only being mean to all of your peers. Sorry if we inadvertently are the reason that you didn't get to pass your intern test, but no, we're I'm here not, for you. <laughs> we're not putting... It's just that man's fault. I'm no, no, I, I, I want you okay, to know that I, I am not uh, defending them. George is the worst because George is the worst. <laughs> you, have learn, you have to learn to compartmentalize. You just have to let go, George. Um, okay, so Meredith asks if Christina has seen Burke, and she says no. And Christina asks if Meredith has seen Derek, and they say no. And um, Izzy's like, you haven't seen either of them in 17 days. Like, no, we're fine. She goes, well, you're either incredibly healthy or terribly messed up. So Amazing. Yield. Um, so then the Bailey sees Derek and he's like, oh, I have to tell Christina about, quote, the Burke thing. And then he's asking Bailey to solve all of his life problems yet again, because that's peak Derek. That's what he does. That's who he is as a human being. Can't get it together himself. Got to have Bailey do it for him. Uh, and he's like, she's like, oh, just be honest, whatever. And then he says, okay, cool. Do you want to go get a drink? And she's like, why? And then she's like, oh, you don't have any friends anymore because Addison is gone and Burke is gone and you and Gray aren't, quote, sniffing each other in the elevators anymore. I love that they they don't even give a full five minutes. It's like four minutes and 45 seconds. And that's when they are like, yeah, Addison and Burke are gone. <laughs> uh, so that's Although where we're at. They don't say that Burke is gone. They say Burke's not around. Mm. So up until he says Burke resigned, I guess you could think in your brain that he's going to be back. But if you didn't read the blog and look at all the news leading up to season four, is what you're yes, saying. If you're living under a rock, yeah. Okay, so Derek has no friends. Shocking. Probably because he sucks so much. Um, Richard is trying to talk to Bailey and she's avoiding him because she doesn't want to hear what he has to say about the chief resident situation. Mark wants to be Derek's friend again. He's like, oh, I'll go get a drink with you. He's like, no one's getting a drink. And that's when Weber was like, well, you wanted to get a drink. He's like, no, 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 no. That wasn't me. I would never, ever say I want to get a drink ever with anyone ever. I've never had a drink in my life and I hate Mark. I don't. That's not me. That's for sure. Um, okay. So 
there's a car crash coming in. Lots of three ambulances, multiple victims. What is wrong with you? <laughs> sorry, I didn't take a nap today, and I was up really late last night because of the baby was sickly. And my caffeine is wearing off and I'm not going to drink more because I don't want to be up late again. Yeah, it's 4, 4.30 where you live. Yeah, that's like right in the middle of nap time. <laughs> All time I want, nap I want, time. also wanted a nap. Okay. Um, so uh, the residents aren't there yet. And Callie's like, well, I paid the residents. Why aren't paged? Why aren't they here? And uh, Bailey's like, well, when I page them, they come running. Bailey is bitter. Salty she is as like, a sailor. She is bitter. Like taking it out on Callie. <laughs> like she is not having it with not being chief president. She is. You can't blame her though. Thrilled. I mean, we spend three seasons of Weber basically saying that Bailey is the chosen one. Yeah. And then he doesn't choose the chosen one for chief resident. For chief resident. But, um, Mike thing is if i think she her anger towards richard is valid but i just don't think like treating callie poorly makes sense as much like i mean it also doesn't really make sense makes sense for bailey's character right i was about to say it doesn't make sense for bailey's character she's actually unless you cross her she's not like a, a bitch yeah she's yeah. not vindictive she's not yeah uh, that's a great way of putting it uh because even the interns like she was mean to them but she was there to help them it was nurturing yeah and i think she respected callie the only one that she you really see her throw down with is sydney because sydney made it a point to fight with her yeah yeah so bailey's bitter uh christina has numbered her interns and says she won't learn their names Uh, getting when they're all when the four of them are there with their interns kind of telling them what is about to happen in the ER I feel like you're kind of getting a look into how they'll be as residents so uh, Christina has numbered them Meredith kind of gives a little more gentle direction but not like super great Izzy talks them talks them through everything like super calmly and Alex is like stand against the wall and don't move unless I call you so they're kind of all over the place, but it, it all tracks and makes sense for who we know them as up to this point. So, yeah. Uh, Lexi tells, oh, no, Izzy's interns. She overhears them say that she they think she's the dud. Uh, Lexi tells George that Wait, she pause, pause. Mm-hmm. the guy who says that the guy who's like, oh, yeah, I heard she killed someone and got on probation and went crazy. Uh, do you recognize that one? Do you know who that is? Um, which one? Can you read, oh. can you read my mind? The guy, the guy, uh, in turn. Can you read my mind and recognize where I know him from? Do you know him from Scrubs? No, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. He's, he's Charles Boyle's lookalike that they use for all the heist yeah. episodes. Yeah. Uh, when I was looking him up for Shondaland, I saw that he was from Brooklyn. Well, yeah, that there was one from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I couldn't remember if that's the one who said the the thing about Izzy being the dud. But yes, I did yeah. notice that when I was doing Shondaland. I was like, oh, look yes. at that. And then I sang the Backstreet Boys song. Tell like, me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. That's the man who killed my brother. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that part. 
Okay. So this um, is not a Brooklyn Nine-Nine podcast. Yet. <laughs> oh, wait, I lost my notes. Okay. So Lexi tells George they're out waiting by the ambulance and she tells him that she won't tell anyone else about him repeating his intern year. Uh, and then asks like, hey, do you know which one is Meredith? And he goes, yeah, I haven't told her that you're here yet. Like, I'm going to do it. So just chill. Uh, the ambulances get there. Christina's they unload it and then they're like, oh, this guy died on the scene. And then the second one is unloaded and her arm was amputated in the crash and she's very pregnant. And then the third one is a guy whose knee is dislocated, I think. Uh, but he's also asking for food. So Christina calls time of death on her guy and he's like, <gasps> and is not dead. So that's fun. Zombie man. That's what they call me. Um, and Lexi chooses this moment as they are rushing the pregnant lady in to stop in the way of Meredith and say, I am your half sister. Read the room, Lexi. Truly, truly read the room. I also have to remind myself, uh, because Lexi was like, I don't even know who this person looks like. You, the, social media just didn't exist back then. Right. So you no, couldn't just really go didn't. on and so uh, go on Instagram and say, Meredith Gray and then all the Meredith Grays come up for that that person uh it's definitely some it's it's a it's a throwback that you have to remind yourself but terrible terrible timing Lexi I cannot understate how terrible that was cannot overstate I can't understate it either <laughs> you can't I can't state it correctly I'm physically unable is oh is that the correct I can't overstate it yeah I can't overstate this like I, I cannot make it clear enough. I thought it was I can't under was over. Did I? What did I say? You understate? said understate. Okay, whatever it is, I can't do it enough. I <laughs> can't it state is, it. I can't speak English. Uh, eight minutes and nineteen seconds. Title card. Gosh, remember Meredith. that time I corrected a typo in an application email? Gosh, <laughs> you're never gonna get a job. So I've fallen so you far don't need from. One. I've Icarist. You don't need one. You have this podcast. That's true. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so Meredith is with the lady whose arm is chopped off. Meredith is like, oh, Lexi is my sister. And he goes, oh, yeah, I know. And she goes, well, you could have told me. And he's like, well, I've been busy being a turd. Uh, Izzy comes in and she's like, we're looking for something to do. And Meredith tells her it's too crowded and to go find somewhere else, essentially. And then Mark comes in. And he's looking at the wound and Izzy's like, oh, look at that clean cut. And Mark's like, if you're going to rub all up on me, you better buy me a drink first. Sexual harassment. From who? Izzy's the one who got into his personal space. Yeah. Mark is and then stating- he's like, hey, if you're going to rub up on me, buy me a drink first. Instead of saying like, hey, can you scoot over? I heard the exact same thing you just said two times in a row. <laughs> hey, can you scoot over? Um. Listen, you know, you know, I love Mark. You know, I'm in love with that man. Good God. He's attractive. Jesus. It was distracting he's, me in this he's episode. Fine. You he's are wrong. Fine. You are factually incorrect. Uh, actually, the facts on our Instagram polls stated it was an even 50 50. Yeah, I don't. We're going to have to give it some time and redo that poll because there's just I just don't think enough people saw it. Oh, oh, yeah, totally. And we have new followers. We have new listeners. 
Guys, we did a poll. Who is more physically attractive, Mark or Derek? Now, again, cannot I cannot overstate this. And I can't understate it. <laughs> I hate Derek, but I still think Patrick Dempsey is very attractive. So we did a poll to see who is more attractive, and it, it was true 50-50, and it pissed me off because, you guys, Mark is so much more attractive. Like, and if I, you want to be a I part of future polls, uh, follow us at Gray's Academy Pod, and Kelsey will make sure to show me the results and not lie. I won't lie, but I'll be mad if they don't go my way. Uh, so they, they say that they're, they should be able to reattach the arm, but they don't have it. So they have to find it first, which is so fun. Uh, Callie, it's, it's like, um, in the train episode when they're looking for, when Christina's looking for the leg and she keeps finding the wrong leg. Callie is trying to set the guy's leg and he just keeps asking for food. And, uh, they look at the x-ray and they're like, cool, it's not surgical um and he's just like eating cotton balls as though they're potato chips and at that moment i was like there's gotta be a neurological problem with this guy (laughs) something is wrong yes um you are correct izzy goes into christina's room and is like hey can we get in on this case and christina's like no this guy is uh a zombie and go away uh Christina or Lexi comes in and tells Christina like, Oh, I got lost. And then I was talking to Meredith and she's my sister, blah, blah, all this stuff. And then, so Christina is kind of invested in that conversation, but also looking at the x-rays and she realizes that whatever the situation is, it's emergent and they have to page Derek immediately. So fun. Also Lexi is just telling everyone that she's Meredith's half sister. Like just yeah, announcing not it trying to, to hide absolutely it at all. everyone, which I'm like, I'm not saying that she necessarily should hide it, but I just feel like maybe you would ask Meredith like, Hey, is it okay with you? If I tell people that we are related, even though I don't know you in any way. Well, I think we are led to believe that there really was no conversation. It was you're my half sister title card that's it nothing happens they don't talk anymore right but then but why does she need to tell everybody because she's a first day intern and she needs to have something connecting her to people and she clearly is not having validation from her family uh which we see later on there's a lot of stuff going on in this girl's mind and it's okay Mm, it's fine i guess she's healed (laughs) no one on the show is healed uh, okay, so Derek finds Meredith and they're talking and Lexi comes over to apologize to Meredith and Derek recognizes her and he's like, you're the girl from the bar and Meredith gets all mad and she's like, I'm the girl from the bar. So we're getting a little territorial here <clears throat> with our uh, with our Derek and our bars, I guess. Also, is it safe to assume that there's only a one year difference between the two of them? In age? Uh, no. They say later on that Lexi skipped multiple grades, or at least one grade, and they have said before that Meredith took a year off between college and going to med school. Okay. Okay, because for a second there, I was like, so Thatcher gets a new wife, and, like, they're pregnant right away. 
but that makes more I mean, sense. And pretty I pretty much about though. That. Yeah, that's but I was thinking part it was of less the timeline. That's another part of the timeline that I don't super understand. Um, because they say that Meredith was like four or five when her parents split up. I thought I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't remember if we'll get clarification on that or not. Shondaland, help us fix this continuity error. <laughs> um, George is back to be a huge asshole, just like such a dick to Callie. Like she's trying to be so nice and cheer him up because she knows he's like having a hard time having to start all over again. And she's like, hey, you're going to have a leg up on everyone. Like you're going to be the star intern. Everyone's going to want to come to you for help. And he's not having it. And then um, she's like, well, maybe I'm pregnant. And then he has a horrendous reaction. Like, what if she was telling him she was pregnant? And that's how he reacted. Yeah, he's he's being a dick. And then they even uh, she says he's like, I'm having a bad day. And she's like, you're having a bad fucking month, dude. Like, fuck off. Fuck you. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I am having a bad month. And then slams the door. I love you. Bye. Yeah, she's trying hard. Like she's she trying, and he is trying, and not at all. It's just so annoying. Like he is just not likable at all in this episode. Um, uh, some kid and his dad run into the ER, and the dad's like, "We found this arm." <laughs> Casually, uh, I guess they found it when they stopped to put the deer in their trunk. Just like you sometimes have to stop and pick up roadkill. I mean, that's a thing. That's a real thing. I know. And it's a weird thing to me. It's I find it weird. The interesting thing is they. So if you know anything about deer, they're like wildly resilient and they will if even if they're shot, they can like move miles before they they physically die. It's insane. Also, Um, they're dumb. Like they'll just run into your car. Yeah. And. The fact that this guy was like, yeah, we're going to take it home. He'll, I'll finish the slaughter at home and we're going to make some Literally. venison burgers. Uh, that was weird. But also, shut up, kid. Don't say. Yeah. But what about they're in the car? Like, ha- Also, Izzy, have some common sense. You think that the guy brought the arm in but was going to leave a human in the car? Like, <laughs> There's something is wrong with this picture all around. Yeah. The dad does also doesn't really have any urgency. So I feel like you're right. She should have picked up on the fact that it's not a person. Yeah. Um, They're portraying Izzy very bad in this episode. Yes, she's all over the place. Uh, The kid really wants Izzy to help this deer, and she does because she's a weirdo. Um, Christina's patient is internally decapitated, which is wild. wild. Like, holy shit, that's insane. I am. What what kind of what kind of impact happened? That was so severe that the the spinal cord, or what? So that was it the spinal cord, so or something the, wasn't. Yeah. So that guy hit the deer, and then the pregnant lady hit him, and then the guy with the eating everything hit the pregnant lady. So Got I it. don't know if it's just like the world's worst whiplash, or if the deer came through the windshield and just like smacked him really hard. Yeah, because that's what I'm trying to figure out is what what happened that the force was so wild that you're internally decapitated, but there wasn't enough force to actually separate the head from the neck. 
Yeah, I have no idea. I was very, I thought about it a lot and could come up with nothing. If it is truly like a severe whiplash, like you said, which I did not think about, it makes sense that there wasn't like a jarring enough or like a uh, sharp enough object to actually sever the head. Yeah. That makes sense. Or I have, yeah, I have no idea because if he hit the deer and then the lady hit him, like, and the deer like came through the window and hit him maybe at, and she hit him at the same time somehow. I have no idea. That's the only thing I could think of. Truly, truly no idea. Um, so, uh, they're talking to the guy. Derek is asking him like, do you, are you in pain? Do you have a family near here? Can you understand me? And he's like communicating with blinks. Um, and they're like, we're going to find your family. And then he tells Christina also see if he's an organ donor. Cause he's probably gonna die. Uh, and so that's terrifying to think about. Uh, Alex is asking Callie for a new patient because his is not surgical and they're arguing. And whilst they're arguing, that guy's just sitting there eating everything. And I don't understand how none of these interns see it. Not a single one about it. How no one sees it. He's putting scissors and shit down. His, how does it even get down there? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, it's yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's really weird. Um, So Meredith is talking to Nancy, who is the pregnant woman, and she tells her that they're going to see if they can reattach the arm. Uh, and then she's like, my baby doesn't have a dad. He's already down two arms. He needs he needs me to have both my arms while all this stuff. And she says like, oh, um, I wanted to have a baby, but I didn't like have a guy. So I just went out and got pregnant basically. And my family, like it, it kind of eludes that her family isn't speaking to her anymore. So she's yeah. completely on her own. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile with book of the month. You can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amico Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS. P-E-T-A-L-S to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. Um, I got like, like a, she was excommunicated. Well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't blur those lines because when we had that, that Amish episode, you, you they were excommunicated because they got baptized and then just left. So yeah. that religion says if you leave, you're dead to us. So the pregnancy Which I also thing think is a bad reason to not like your kid anymore. So. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, without disrespecting anyone's religion, yeah, I yeah, yeah. It's just something well. that I could 
couldn't understand. Right. Especially like I love Marlo so much. I can't yes. imagine her doing anything that I'd be like, ah, I just, I, well, I guess maybe murder. But um, even if you murdered someone, I'd be like, I'm mad at you and I believe you should go to jail. But I also will still probably continue to like communicate with you. I don't know. That seems icky to me. I'd have to think, I have to sleep on I that would one. be like, have you learned a lesson? Can you tell me why you did this? Can we get you some therapy in jail so you can think about what you've done? What if what if your child murders your husband? I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, they're trying to murder us now by not letting us sleep at all. Uh, that's fair. That's one of those um, uh, uh, what, what, uh, involuntary manslaughter. Yes, really. Um, okay. So Mark comes in and he's like, we're going to be able to reattach the arm. We just have to clean it up. But... Good news. I'm going to sew that shit right back on. Which um, to me is, is what, what, how was the time in between the accident and finding the arm? Like how much decay can happen? I want to say none. Also, however, whatever severed it, it was completely clean. Like a clean, clean cut. Yeah. So I that, think that's really the biggest thing is that it was like a really clean cut. So that all the nerves and everything are still intact. And the guy who brought it in had it wrapped in saran wrap. So he had that ready to go. That's fair. But I, that is one thing that's always been very curious to me is how long is like too long that the body will like reject the the reconnection of that amputated limb or appendage. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, so Izzy's like kind of working on the deer and the dad is telling her like, you don't need to do this. I'm going to take it home and eat it. And she's like, no, I'm going to save this deer. This is like every interaction between Izzy and the kid and the dad. I feel weird about because like I'm not. Well, I'm not really on anybody's side when it comes to the deer. Um, and I'm kind of on the dad's side when he's like, hey, don't parent my kid for me. Yeah. Like the the deer should have died. What kind of life, even if that deer lives, <laughs> is it going to have in the wild? Uh, yeah. But also, I yeah, don't. If you're the kind of family that you pick up roadkill on the side of the road you're probably not going to grow up with much like this bright eyed, bushy tail persona that this kid have has, it's going to be beaten out of him fairly quickly. And Izzy's just doing it because she's like, I'm going to save this deer because George isn't in love with me. Oh, what? I don't understand I'm the connection. <laughs> oh my God. I am Bambi and my best friend Thumper just killed someone and is in jail and my mommy's dead i don't know i've really never seen that movie you're fine you're not missing much okay it's upsetting um okay so yeah it's just like a weird thing and i don't she's the dad's like can you please like just like he needs to learn that sometimes things die and is he's like no he doesn't i'm like okay but they do die <laughs> so you're not helping Thank you so also, these, much. These interns hate Izzy yeah, they so really much. Yeah, they like think they're way better than she is. Um, so Meredith is cleaning the arm and Christina comes in and she's like, I can't find Burke. Izzy comes in and she's like, my interns think I suck. Alex comes in and goes, Callie's a bitch. And Izzy goes, word. Classic this Izzy. bothers me. Because... What has Callie done to Izzy? Nothing. Other than be married to George. Literally nothing. And I find that problematic. 
you don't hate Callie. You hate that she has what you want, which is not the vibe. This is not how we treat people. I'm not saying you have to like everybody, but that's a shitty reason not to like her. Well, there's a difference between hating people for real rational reasons and hating people because of some un untrue made up thing that you have created in your head that doesn't even relate to that person truly. Yeah. Because again, like the reason is that George is married to her, but that's not anything that Callie did to Izzy. Right. If, if Callie shat in your food one day and let you eat it and you didn't know you have the right to hate Callie. Oh, or if Callie was like in a relationship with George and was like punching the shit out of him every day, that's a good reason to hate her. <laughs> right. Right. That doesn't, but like, that's where the indirect just, becomes like a yeah. weird gray area. Yeah. Ooh, it's not area. my favorite. Gray also, this area. is the scene where Alex is like that Lexi girl's hot. Yeah. Which is so funny. And, uh, Meredith kicks him out. Um, it's very funny. And then George comes in and is like, uh, Christina kind of gives him the rundown of what they're all talking about. And he's like, Mark's ready for the arm. And Meredith goes, yeah, he's being a dick. And then Izzy's like, Oh, it's my fault. I said some things. And that's kind of when Alex is like, what is happening? Like my lying. goatee powers are sensing something <laughs> here. My goatee is tingling. <laughs> um, so, uh, that's when he says that Lexi is hot uh, and he's like, I'm going over Callie's head to Bailey. And they say Callie is over Bailey's head and Meredith goes spiritually. Bailey is over everyone's head, which I feel like is a good summation. Yeah. Of Bailey. Um, Richard tries to talk to Bailey again she changes the subject to Adele. It's awkward. He's like, I still haven't moved back in. And also she won't take my calls. And also this is not what I want to talk about. (laughs) And she's like, well, I'm not going to talk to you about chief resident. Bye. Unless you're directly ordering me to have this conversation. I'm deucing. Yeah. Um, Derek asks Christina if she wants to get a drink and she's like, no. And he goes, why? And she goes, because I don't like you. (laughs) Me. blatant honesty right and there and he goes because of meredith and she goes i don't like you because you're you same girl same uh and then he's he asked about meredith and she says she's fine and he's like well she's always fine that's the problem and christina says well we're fine people we do fine and we are fine and then she asks about burke and we learn that he has handed in his letter of resignation two weeks ago and he is Which, just gone. You got to think, though, that that had been. So if it's 17 days that have passed, uh, there were three days where he was like, I need to figure out what I'm doing. My question is, I want to know what happened in those three days. I want to yeah. know, is that really all it took for him to figure out that uh, he was able to be good enough to get picked up for another job somewhere else like that? And then also. How did no one reach out to Christina? I guess because she went to Hawaii. She was snorkeling. I mean, yeah, but people talk. Texting, I guess. Well, okay, texting was was around back then, but it wasn't prom. You still had to pay for all your individual texts back then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forget. Social media. Mm. Can you imagine also, a, a, Burke now? didn't really have that many friends other than Derek. But the rumor mill's turn. They do. They do be turning. 
Um, so Izzy is Googling deer medicine. Alex asks Bailey if he can have a surgery and she's like, it's up to Callie. And then, um, Callie is like, go back to the ER, you piece of shit. <laughs> and then, um, Callie asks Bailey, like how she got them to listen to her. And Bailey's like, <laughs> and Izzy is also smirking that Callie is doing a poor job, which is shitty. Um, and then Izzy asks Bailey about deer and Bailey goes, not my intern, not my business, not anymore. <laughs> she's Which finally is, having a rest. She's letting go. I also, I do feel bad for Callie because she, it's not like she did anything to these guys. She's just, exactly. she, she, Weber gave her the job. And also there has to be some sort of hierarchy. They could get in trouble for not actually listening. People could die. Right. I'm like, also, don't you want to answer pages because you want to be in a surgery? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I, yeah, that one was that was a bit weird to me. Um, okay, so we're going to take a break now for everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland, ba-da, two times ba-da, in ba-da. one day. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, so this one has three people. Three people. All right, what's the breakdown on this one? They are all females. All females. Okay. Um, zombie wife. No. Damn it. How did I already? Oh, fuck. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I said zombie wife. Um, who else is in the show? And are they any interns? Are they any of the new interns? Yeah, two of them are the new interns. Uh, I give up. Just tell me. <laughs> I yeah, don't um, number one number one that Christina pointed to uh I actually I don't know who that is like I yeah I don't know how to explain to you which ones they are but it's two of them new interns are are they in whose group are they with one of them is in Izzy's group who really you should have recognized because her she's in fifth no she's in nine episodes of how to get away with murder This is going to bug me. Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> What's tell me their name. Tell me the name. Gloria. G A R A Y U A is her last name. Garayua, I think I I'm probably butchering that and I apologize. Um, she is Graciela in Grey's Anatomy and she was in nine episodes of how to get away with murder. She was in, I want to say in season six, one of the FBI agents that was on the case of trying to take down Annalise. Oh yeah, I see it now. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how did I not recognize that one? I'm dumb. That's all right. I've only You're seen dumb. that show once, and I binged it, and I feel bad now. <laughs> um, okay, and then the pregnant woman with the uh, no arm was in an episode of Private Practice. Okay, and then there's another intern, intern Danny, and I do not know how to pronounce her name. It is Amrapali Ambegoker. Probably not even close, but she was in 15 episodes of Scandal. And when I was looking her up, she was the principal dancer for like 700 performances of Cirque du Soleil. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Any of them in Orlando? Did you see any of them? I don't think I did see one in Orlando, uh, uh, Cirque du Soleil in Orlando before they changed it to the new one. Um, but I did I ever tell you that's the one she was in. We had tickets to go see 
like a cast preview of the new opening Cirque du Soleil and then COVID hit and shut everything down and now I'll never get to go see it. Well, you might get to go see it, but probably not. (laughs) No. Never again. Never enough. Okay. Uh, So Christina is updating the zombie man's wife and it's like rough. Was that all three of them? Did we get all three of them? Yes, we did. Christina is feeling feelings about this case. And that's how you know she's sad about Burke because she's feeling feelings. Uh, Can you imagine? Can you imagine saying goodbye potentially to your father slash partner like that? And your kids, like, ugh, they're so young, but, like, old enough to understand, but, like, ugh. Also, the cognitive function that this guy still has while being yes. decapitated. And insane. they have to be like, just so you know, you'll probably die. Say goodbye to your wife and children, but also you can't speak. Yeah. Blink, blink. Just blink 182 times. Yeah, and then the little girl comes back and does the three blinks, and it's so sad. So sad. Rips your heart right out of your chest. Yeah, and Christina is actually sad, which is even sadder. Um, Izzy asks George why he's avoiding her. He's, like, mad at everyone when he should really only be mad at himself. And Izzy offhand says, like, oh, I'm saving Bambi. And then he gets all, like, oh, well, oh, you're calling me Bambi now? Like, oh, I thought only Christina and Alex called me Bambi, blah, 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 blah. And it's fucking stupid and annoying. And then she's like, I'm Bambi. I'm alone in the forest. All alone in the forest. Yeah, and, um, you're not alone. You both just, of them are being so dramatic. They are. Uh, the thing that really bugs me about these stairway conversations is stairways are never empty. We and have very echoey. Yes, we have. And they're yelling. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how we haven't had terrible things come from a a stairway conversation yet. I'm waiting for that day. Well, we did have George saw Burke kissing, kissing Christina in like season (laughs) one. And Meredith. Yikes. Yeah, but it wasn't a yelling argument. No. Um, Yeah, it was wild. Um, So then Mark tells Derek that he'll go get a drink with him and be his friend again. And he's like, Oh, well you need to talk about Meredith, but like, it's good that you guys broke up cause you dodged a bullet. And then Derek gets like super defensive and says all this shit that is all factually true. But I'm like, why can you defend her with this passion, but not love her this way? Like it makes no sense to me. I truly don't like he gives her no grace, even though now we know that he has a full understanding of why she is the way that she is. And I'm not saying that it's excused. She should work on it, but like he could provide her the space and support she needs to work on that. And he just ultimatums her. Yeah. Like I hate it so much. It was a really bad moment of him saying, I understand, but I don't care. Yeah. And that's what I got. That's what I took away from that. Yeah. It's really annoying. Um, so they're putting Nancy under for surgery to reattach her arm and she starts like freaking out and she's like, I can't do this. I'm so scared. And Meredith's like, you can do it. Why don't we just do one thing at a time? So first we'll reattach your arm and then we can go from there. And you know what? I feel like that's a good approach to life. Just like try and do one thing at a time. I am terrible at that. If there are multiple problems, I need to panic about all of them at once. But sometimes you can just fix one thing at a time. Probably. I don't know. I can't. But some people can. <laughs> I've, I, re- I heard a podcast one time that said you could. So it must be, must be true. Yeah. Yeah. It was 
it is it's a nice moment meredith does a good job doctoring um alex gets, goes back to his patient who is choking because he ate literal scissors everything this man ate everything it's did no one not even okay i understand how you could miss them putting it in their mouths right because like little yeah. kids do that little kids will just put shit in their mouth and then you only see the chewing part but how no one no one saw this fucking guy struggling to swallow scissors and chewing on cotton balls this how no one thought this guy's got something in his mouth that's uh we should address that right and we didn't, everyone we didn't was like food. yeah yeah uh i don't know and the the clue where he's like i just gotta, I just get a fucking burger and Callie's like oh you got a healthy appetite after this accident can we get a psych consult in here maybe yeah. just really quick please yeah um izzy and her interns are outside with the deer the dad is explaining the concept of meat to his son <laughs> wait and who uh, let uh, alex misses everything with this with this eating guy who is watching izzy she gets <laughs> th- tens of thousands of dollars of equipment outside of the hospital with her interns to a deer why is she not being supervised i don't know she clearly should be because she shocks a deer she she gets all right kid now we're gonna have to teach you how to not touch this deer uh because i feel like you're the kind of kid that would just touch it at the last second gosh izzy come on yeah this episode is wild um so she shocks the deer and that motherfucker pops right up and doesn't headbutt anyone this deer is injured this deer is covered in blood where is the injury what is bleeding there is an open wound so yes you've shocked her now what like i just i'm i'm i have i'm a little loss i'm at a loss for words on this one the logic is suspended Deer run away so fast. If it did pop up, it would just jump out of the truck and sprint Bolt. away. Bolt. Yeah. Gone. Uh, anyways, <laughs> just, it's just a wild time. Um, so Nancy is having contractions during the surgery. George goes to check and they're like, oh, she's just stressed. And they're like, George is like, no, no, her water has broken. And also she's crowning. So maybe we need to do something. So he delivers the baby. And that baby is the size of my six month old. That baby mm-hmm. is huge. That is not mm-hmm. what a newborn looks like. If that baby came out of a woman at 35 weeks, so she had five more weeks of carrying that baby, she would die. And how much does Bennett weigh right now? 14 pounds? God, no. He's probably closer to like 18 now. Okay. Yeah. So that, that means a full-term baby. That's a 26-pound baby. <laughs> uh, I can't. Like, it was... It's. It's just something that I've, after having kids, I noticed so much more that, that those babies are not newborns. And I know obviously they yeah. can't like put a newborn in the, t- like go shoot a day with a newborn, but like, it's just, just so jarring to me. Um, so Derek and Christina are in surgery and the guy somehow moves. So I guess the surgery is working, but the anesthesia is not because he moves but he's still sedated, but I guess the anesthesia was light because maybe they didn't know what was going on or maybe they like needed it light so that they could see if the, if like his re- reflexes were working. I don't know. I'm making a lot of assumptions because they don't clarify that, but he starts moving. So the anesthesiologist has to like re get him under and Christina has Lexi hold his feet. And then she gives him like a pep talk about if he moves, he'll die and everything will be terrible and not fine. 
I just assume that they still have the same shitty anesthesiologist that they've had for the last year. And everyone's just going to wake up in the middle of their surgery because this guy is drunk or asleep. I just assume <laughs> that that's all the same thing. Um, yeah. Uh, so then Callie barges into the surgery with Bailey and she's like, how, why didn't anyone tell me? And Bailey is like, again, what she says is correct, but the way she presents it, like she doesn't need to be mean to Callie about it. She can be like, he did the right thing. This was the situation. It's almost like she's blaming Callie for Alex paging her after Alex let his patient eat scissors. It's just weird. Um, and then Callie leaves and Bailey pulls the scissors out of the guy and the chief comes in because he knows that he can corner her because she's in surgery. Uh, George is looking at the babies and Lexi comes over. And this reminded me of in season one when him and Meredith used to look at the babies. Yes, I remembered that. Yeah. Um, and George tries to blame everyone else for him failing his test, even though it's not his fault. I mean, it's not their fault. It is his fault that he, uh, like you said, couldn't compartmentalize everyone else's bullshit. He was trying to do too much in his brain and not enough of it was medicine. Uh, so then Lexi gives a really big speech, a good speech about uh, how her mom died and her dad's now an alcoholic and she had to readjust her entire life to come and be there, and even though it wasn't what she wanted, but she's going to do it. And he should get over it because he delivered a baby today and that was cool. And he was like, okay, you're right. You're kind of awesome. I know. No, that's that's me mocking George to Lexi. Yeah, and that's what she says. <laughs> I don't remember that. Well, I promise she says it. <laughs> I just thought that you were being a turd bucket. Oh, okay. Also, Meredith is watching because she's being a crepper. I just really hope that they don't write at, uh, George to obsess over Lexi for the first season like they do with Meredith. And uh, Oh, my God. That would be... That would we'll be wild, what happens. No, so it doesn't happen. Ah, you just responded <laughs> in the moment. I got a, uh, I got a rise out of you just now. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Um, okay, so Richard tells Miranda that they're going to talk about it. And she's like, I don't have any. I don't want to talk to you because I am speechless. I have nothing to say. I don't understand why you've done this. And he's and she's like, I would have made a great chief resident. And he goes, yeah, but you'll make a better surgeon. And if you're chief resident, you're just buried under paperwork and like doing micromanaging schedules and like doing all this bullshit. And then you don't get to be the great surgeon that you are. And one day you'll get, you'll thank me. And she goes, well, not today. <laughs> and I liked it. I think it was a good explanation. It makes sense. It does make sense. I just wish that he would have communicated that before posting it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like it would have been nice if, I mean, obviously for time's sake, like in the reality, it would be difficult for him to have the chief interviews and the chief resident meetings at the, like all at that same day. Um, but I agree. I feel like that could have been maybe a before before other people know situation. Or he could have gotten ahead of this months ago and said, hey, don't even invest your time in the whole chief of res chief resident thing, because yeah. it's not that's not where I see your future. And you just have to trust me as your mentor and your leader. Yeah. You have to trust me. Mm -hmm. I to agree. Get ahead of it. Yeah. Um, OK, so the oh, <laughs> this is when we get Mark's speech to Derek. Amazing. <laughs> I came to Seattle to get you back. And then he says, I know I, I want to take it back, but I already said it. And then I Derek, love that. It was, it was a good moment. It's a, a believable moment about maybe that maybe their friendship will be reconciled. 
Well, what was um, my prediction within the first five episodes? Oh, no, I said they, that, that was Derek and Meredith who'd be broken it, up within the first five episodes. Yes, which seems to have tracked so far. I'm right! Um, but, yeah, I, I think this is the scene where I was, like, because Mark kept doing, like, the big smile. And, like, he is just so attractive when he has his full smile because his teeth are so perfect and beautiful. And I love him so much. <sighs> Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. you're funny. Thanks. Okay, the I listen. Is, go ahead. In these in these kind of moments, I also like Mark. I believe that the character playing Mark, the actor who plays Mark, is a good person. They've just written Mark as a shitty guy. He's had some poor choices. He's treated people like garbage. Really only Derek. And Alex. Yeah, but Alex did it back. Oh, okay. I forgot that two wrongs make a right in Kelsey world. How do you think we're friends? That's a fair point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so the Humane Society comes and takes away the deer, because I guess after it stood up, it just sat and waited for them to come and (laughs) put a leash on it and cart it away. Uh, They said, hey, deer, uh, now that we've saved your life, you owe me. Stay put for 30 minutes. Yeah, it was, yeah, I just, whatever. It's fine. We're just going to suspend the disbelief on the on the deer storyline. Uh, Izzy tells, she gives the interns a big speech, and she's like, you're stuck with me, so adjust your expectations and get over it. And also, I had to adjust my expectations because you guys suck too. I'm like, honestly, good for her. They all suck. Yeah. She sucks, yeah. they suck. They can all suck together. Um, and then Derek's patient is just somehow okay. They kind of just gloss over it. He's fine. Internally decapitated, but he's fine. It it does make you kind of sit there and think and go, okay, well, I guess Derek is that good. Like yeah. Derek is Very the good. world's yeah. greatest brain neurosurgeon. Like yeah. I, I guess we just have to believe that that's the case and suspend all that now because the kids are there. He's like holding their hand. He has full motor function. That's wild. Just alive. Um, Christina is feeling feelings and is not fine. Uh, George comes in the locker room and everyone's staring at him and they ask about the delivering the baby. And Lexi's like, on your first day, you guys, it's his first day. George, isn't it your first day? Tell everyone how it's your first day. And you delivered a baby on your first day. Isn't that crazy that it's his first day, guys? Like, okay, Lexi, we get it. It's fine. I mean, if. If people haven't gotten Izzy's cues, they're not going to get Lexi's cues. <laughs> These people are so... the Whatever the opposite of subtle is, that's what everyone on this show is. They are... Not Blatant. subtle. Yes, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Um, What's going to happen, though, when, when they find out that George is a second-year intern? That's what I want to know. I want to know when that happens. Well, maybe I'll ask you to predict it in a minute. Oh, okay. Um, so he tells him about delivering the baby. Alex goes down to the hallway with his bag of money and he, um, Christina is sitting there being sad and they don't really know how to talk about feelings. And I love this scene because he goes, I miss Rebecca. And she says, I miss Burke. And he goes, you want some money? <laughs> Cause that's like, I feel a very good encapsulation of how they deal with emotions. Yeah, for and sure. I love it. 
Because it's also nice because you don't really get to see scenes of the two of them together very often. And they're definitely both going through different but similar things right now. Um, And like grieving the loss of someone, like someone leaving, not obviously not dying, but like leaving you and like the loss of that person in your life. Um, So they can bond over that, but it's still sad. But they don't want to talk about being sad because they don't like to talk about their feelings. Yeah. Also, you can take that change. Go to the arcade. Go get, go get some food. Um, okay. And then Bailey leaves and Callie is sitting outside and Callie's like, Oh, why don't you just humiliate me more? Tell me that I suck at my job and I suck as a wife and I suck as a person and like everything's terrible and I'm the worst. She's having a pity party, which I, I understand. I understand why she had a bad day. Um, she's not, she's definitely one that's not used to not being good at something right away. You can tell that by her personality. Um, and Bailey just kind of like lets her get it all out and then says, I hope tomorrow is better. Which but is nice. she says it with a little bit of attitude. Well, it's Bailey. I just wish she would have said something more in that moment. Well, I think it's, I think she is trying to work through her bitterness. Again, it's just similar to Izzy. Callie didn't do anything to you. She just got what you wanted. Yeah, that's fair. No, so the, the, the difference between is, them too. The difference is Miranda is mature enough to recognize that and try and grow through it. And Izzy is not. So. <laughs> um, well, Izzy is now a baby cartoon animated deer. So oh, right. She does. She lacks the ability to process emotion. Unless the writers write it into her brain. <laughs> um, Meredith is leaving and Lexi's like Meredith. And Derek's like Meredith. And she goes to Derek, obviously. I hate that TV trope of the the two people walking up at the same time. And it's, it's forcing you to make a non metaphorical, (laughs) quite literal choice between two things. I hate that. I do not. It does kind of seem like when, when it's in any show, it kind of seems like the writers are like, these, this audience is stupid. We better, we better show this. This Let's not suggest it or hint at it. Let's just paint it, paint it out for them. Um, okay, so then uh, she goes with Derek. They go, they break up. Very matter of fact. Then they have makeup sex, breakup sex. Um, yeah, not makeup sex, no, breakup sex. Breakup sex. And uh, then Izzy's at home. George rings the doorbell, says, I love you too. And the episode ends. Uh, I know. So that's coming. Literally. Yeah. So, okay. Tell me what's going to happen with, uh, with the interns and George. Well, let's rate it first. Let's do some, let's rate it first. You go first. Um, I'm going to give this one a resident point four, three point four. It's fine. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the first episode of a new season. Uh, I, I want to give it some time to see if I do or don't like the, the, uh, interns and we'll see what happens. Uh, but I'm, curious about the Lexi and Meredith storyline, how long they're going to play that out. Um, interesting now to hear that Thatcher is just an alcoholic. Uh, okay. So we'll see, which is ironic because wasn't Ellis, Ellis wasn't an alcoholic. She drove Weber to being alcoholic or whatever, but yeah, anyways. Yeah. So 3.4 or whatever I said. What about yeah, you? Um, I'm going to say resident point five. I'm right there with you. It's an episode of Grey's. It's not, as um like i guess emotionally 
shocking as a lot of the other series or season openers have been or finales have been. Um, it's kind of just like a middle of the road. It's an episode like setting things up kind of like just filling in the gaps. Um, what's the word? Ex exploitative. It's explaining a lot of things. Ah, uh, um, yes. So just kind of telling us what we missed since the end of season three. And we're going to see where we go in season four. You know, uh, Shonda wrote in that blog I was talking about last episode that the season three finale was basically her burning everything she had built to the ground so that they can rebuild it all in season four. And I feel like that's pretty accurate, uh, especially with them like being residents now. They they are in a whole new place in their careers. And so like, yes, the job is the same of being a doctor, but like the responsibilities are different. And the expectations are different. So we have to watch them grow through that. And now there are these new little interns that they can be annoyed by, even though they were just annoying someone else like five days ago. So, right. Well, 17 days ago. Yeah. 17 days ago. So it'll be, it'll be new to watch. It'll be new to see. Um, Tell me what's going to happen with George. George and Izzy are going to fuck. Again. I was like, they did that. Um, What about George and the interns though? Oh, uh, I'm going to give it six episodes until they find out. And how do they find out? <sighs> so, oh, Olivia, Olivia's going to tell them <laughs> that bitch. Olivia's going to go, George, you couldn't even make it past your first year of internship without having to repeat it. And everyone's going to go, oh. <gasps> Um, okay. And what about Callie? And George? Uh, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I can't get a grasp on the situation and where it's going with them right now, but I do have a feeling that George and Izzy are going to fuck before he and Callie get a divorce or annulment or breaking up, whatever their yeah. marriage. So uh, but that's going to be the hard thing. I don't want to see Callie get hurt like that. I would rather, I hope that she doesn't find out about the sex mm-hmm. before the breakup. I just, I don't want that to happen because okay. I like her. She deserves better. Yeah, I agree. I think most people do. <laughs> um, and then let's see, Meredith and Derek are broken up now. Christina and Burke are broken yeah. up now. What about Mark and Derek? Do you think they'll get back together? Yeah, they're going to get back together. I want to <laughs> see them. They're, they got a good... I, w- I want to see their friendship get rekindled. It's also, it's hard to... Uh, when you have that much history with someone, it's hard to not forgive Fall back into over it. time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. What about um, Lexi? Do you think anything interesting is going to happen with her? Hmm... I don't know yet either on her. Uh, although when she's like, I didn't want to be here. I just ended up here because my sister's here. I was like, that's, that's weird. So maybe she's around for like a season or two and then she leaves. But, um, I, I really haven't gotten a feeling on why she's just here or if, I think it's because Thatcher is an alcoholic. So she needs, she felt that she needed to come home and take care of him. Maybe that's really what that speech was saying. I think, Ah, well, that makes sense then. I get that now. If you're putting these pieces together for me, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think it's going to take a while for her and Meredith to even like have a real conversation, but it, it'll happen soon. 
Cool. Okay. Well, I think that's all for now. So um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this surprise double drop. If you have a minute to rate us on wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be, please do that. Um, We really appreciate sharing on the social media, telling your friends and family. Um, We just appreciate it again now that we have these ads. It's just kind of another opportunity for us to grow and and hopefully be able to bring you even more content. And we're just super excited to see what that's going to look like. Um, And it's just so cool that all of this happened right at the beginning of the year. Uh, It's just like a really cool thing for us to, to go through and to just get really excited about our goals for this, um, this, this podcast. So if you have any ideas or anything like that, please feel free to reach out to us. We do this because people listen. So we appreciate it. And we love, we love your input. Um, so thank you guys so much. And if you see Carmen walking down the street, no spoilies, no spoilers. Don't do it, but do do grab a quick selfie. Uh, although it's Chicago in the winter, so it's a little bit chilly. Um, and uh, we'll see you all in the next one.